The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Welcome, everybody, to the Fallout Lorecast. We are back for a very, 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 super, very special episode because it is not only our patron episode, which is always my favorite episode every month, and we have a full house tonight. Almost all of our our tier four and five patrons were able to join us, Uh, but we have a very special guest who will be showing up towards the end of the episode. So this is going to be a super great time, and welcome to the show, I am your host, Tom or Robots, and I, just, at this point, it just sounds like one name, Tom or Robots. Tom, or you can call me Robots, and I am here, as usual, with Neos Pandora, or Lainey. Welcome back, Lainey. How's it going? Hello. It's going good. Good, good. I need to turn you up. I need to balance some of these audio things. Uh, you're a little quiet. Hello. Yeah, you're a little quiet. Maybe just get a little closer to your mic. Um, hello. Hello. How, you doing good? Things are good? Yeah, things are pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And although um, my cat has allergies, your cat has. Wait, wait. No, I have allergies to cats. Cats have allergies to other things. I think pollen. I'm not sure. But sneezing up a storm. This boy, he oof. it's been rough, but we're getting him medication on Tuesday. Oh, poor guy. Oh, poor little, poor (laughs) little buddy. So, well, I hope I hope he does better. Um, So here we are. This is the last night of Fallout for Hope. For Texas Relief, and a bunch of us have been streaming and promoting this on social media. It is almost at the fifteen thousand dollar goal. Currently, we are at fourteen five thirty nine and sixty four cents, and I'm I'm very excited because we might be able to hit the goal tonight. This would be super exciting. So, if you would like to donate for the Texas Relief people who are out of power, out of clean water, in dangerous circumstances, and who have a had a really tough time in the last few weeks, then please do so. We would all very much appreciate that. And thank you to everybody who's been helping to raise money and donate. So, let's kick it off this week with an introduction to our patrons. I'm just going to go alphabetically down the list. Aperture Flash is back. Aperture, yo, you look super comfy, not in a truck right now. Yeah, well, I was driving a U-Haul all day, so I'm happy to be just not moving at all. That's good. That's good, man. Welcome back. And then we've got Deadshot. Deadshot's back. Howdy-ho. Howdy, 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 howdy. I don't know what I'm saying. And then we've got Fire Rider. Fire, welcome back. Oh, are you muted? I couldn't hear you. Hi. Say that again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there you are. Yeah. I was temporarily muted. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and Nunamur's back. Nunamur, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Good, good. And Nighttime Smith. Welcome, Nighttime. Hey, everybody. 
Howdy. Nice to see you guys again. Yeah, welcome back. And Saber's back. Saber. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, the Mothman's Ranger. You're still going with the Ranger name? Indeed. I had no special. Well, I do have a special nickname in Fire's Discord, but that was a oof on her part that we died <laughs> laughing over for forever. Oh, inside joke. I see fire giggling about this. Um, I need to go visit her discord more often because I don't know what this one is. Um, and then we have Victor, who's back as well. Victor, welcome. Hi, everyone. And Zemnis. Zemnis, welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? So that's the crew. Most of these people you have probably heard before if you've listened to any of our patron episodes because they are all regulars. And I'm excited to get into our topic this week. Aperture Flash is going to kick us off with his opinions on this. And the question is, if you, not you who made a character, not you, the Fallout hero, not you, the vault dweller who ends up in the wasteland, you yourself you regular regular old you with all of your mental facilities and physical attributes and you just regular old you were in the wasteland we're in the world of fallout and this could be in any of the any of the games any of those situations and you can pick which one you want to talk about what would you do what would you would be die. doing you would die <laughs> this is that's your answer what would you do we would all we would all die how would you survive and or what would you do to attempt not to die? Like, what would be best case scenario for how you would fit into the wasteland and keep yourself alive? After, what do you think? Well, considering it's 2021 and the bombs drop in 2077, I'm going to go with die. But <laughs> no, if um, uh, my real answer is um, uh, I'd probably be a caravanner. I, I, it's what I'm used to now. I know the roots. Uh mm -hmm. You know, I would probably be a caravaner. I still goods still need to be moved from one side to the other side, and just because uh, you know there's no diesel no diesel engines anymore doesn't mean the stuff doesn't need to keep being moved. Yeah, so, so I can imagine that that job entails a little bit of a different job description than say somebody who's driving a truck across the country today, right? Yeah. It's less about maintaining a rig and making a schedule and more about uh, safely navigating from one place to another and keeping yourself safe. Well, it'd be, it'd be going back to the days of the, uh, the Pony Express. You know, it's, it's, uh, you're constantly being hunted by one threat or another, whether it's, um, it's the environment around you or uh, raiders or death claws or whatever. Uh, it would, you'd have to be much more aware than than we than we are today we wouldn't have the technology to keep us safe or comfortable so right, you know right I, I don't normally need to keep a shotgun on my passenger seat some places right. I do, but not but, normally but yeah yeah that's that's not something you worry about too often um the other thing is that uh in today's world you just you can travel from one place to another with a, a gps you know like you can just chart yeah. your route and go right and even if we yeah. didn't have that before that we had we had maps and if you knew the roadways if you traveled them enough you just kind of knew where to go in the wasteland i'm sure you would have kind of your regular routes between settlements but i'm sure there would also be times where you would go oh there's a new settlement off in this area i should probably go see if i can trade with them too and you'd have to chart a new route across an area that may or may not be absolutely irradiated or dangerous 
Well, I would imagine if a if a new settlement popped up, they would have scouts out being like, "Hey, you're a traitor. Follow me to our new town." Right, but would you, you trust know, they, them, would, or would you think, "Okay, this is a trick"? God no. So, no, of course not. So would you? How would you? How would you deal with that? Like, would you? Would you secretly I, follow them and figure out if is this safe or? It, well, it'd be contextual, you know. If I say no, keep moving, pilgrim, um, and they. You know, if they, if they get too desperate, I, violence might ensue. Um, or uh, if they just walk away, maybe I might send someone, hey, John, that guy, follow him for a little bit, eh? Uh-huh. See what's up. Uh-huh. You know? Now, most traders uh, it, carry, like, bring, like, a Brahma with them, a Brahmin, loaded yeah. up with a bunch of stuff, and have a guard or two, you know, somebody hired. No. Nah. You would just go on no, your no, own? No, no, no. Oh. I'd find myself a moose. Oh. <laughs> you would be in the fall, <laughs> fallout of the north. <laughs> you would, oh, yes. You'd have, moose are oh, yeah, huge. Moose are big. Yeah. And I bet, like, fallout moose you, would you be even bigger. Them. You can domesticate them. So you feed it the right hay, you give them treats, you strap a sled to them. Boy, that thing will protect your freight, and it will protect you, and it will pull for days. That's amazing. Yeah, moose are really. I've seen a moose uh, once when I, I believe yeah. I went on a camping or not a camping trip. I went on a ski trip, and we we're out in the woods, and there happened to be a moose that went by, and it was like, it was it was large enough to be like, they're really that big. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. All of you at home who are picturing a, who's never seen a moose but are picturing one, bigger. Yeah. No, not that. No, no, bigger than that. Bigger. Bigger still. A yeah. little bit bigger. Yeah, that, right there. There you right go. There, yeah. there you go. All right. So I want to open this up to the rest of the group. Are, are any of the rest of you in this? I would be a trader. I would be out there doing that camp. OK, so we've got well, we've got kind of a maybe. Is that a maybe? <laughs> this kind of maybe we've got a definite. We've got another another arms race. OK, who wants to chime in on this? Either of the three of you can can just go so for it. The reason why I said maybe is because um, I, I have a lot of skills, yes, but I wouldn't be able to do a lot of trading, per se. I'd be more of a caravan guard than anything. Okay, so that was going to be my next question, is is there are two jobs that go with this. There's the person who is um, kind of the uh, the businessman of the, of, the, of the trip, right? The one who manages the, the items that you're trading for, probably runs the set up the shop, runs it, and also plans the routes and, and traveling, like what Aperture's saying here. And then you have the guard. So you would be more of the guard. You'd be somebody who was trained and ready with the gear in order to protect yes. the stuff. Yes, I have actually quite a bit of skills that would actually help me in the Fallout universe. Uh, one... Yes. Go ahead, Saber. One, I have, I have robotics, coding, uh, gun skills, bow skills, hunting skills. Okay. <laughs> and I probably would actually be healthier in the Fallout universe, considering I wouldn't overeat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you get a lot of exercise <laughs> going from one place to another. Um, okay. So would you? Okay. So you would have you'd have the guns. You'd have you'd have the training to use the guns. Would you find robot parts and then create like a robot companion to also guard you as you went around? Yeah. Nodding your head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Nighttime Smith, are are you raised your hand and Victor raised your hand as well. Nighttime, are you on the trader side of this or the guard side? 
Uh, probably the trader side. Like, uh, after I got a question. How rich are the people that run these trucking companies? Like, they're pretty well off, aren't oh, they? Buddy. My company was just, not to give out too many details, but my company was just uh, purchased for like uh, $47 million. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're big companies. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you want to be well off in the Fallout universe and you want to have a little bit of caps in your pocket, a little bit of influence, uh, running trading caravans is probably your best bet. Oh, yes. Or controlling who has guns and who makes guns. So um, that would probably be the side. I mean, if you can get a couple of caps together, you can start running a caravan and then you can start hiring people and then you don't have to run caravans anymore. That'd be a pretty good job. That'd be a good job that you can not have to risk your life and limb for on a daily basis. So now, now you're people. talking like a manager, like caravan manager, like somebody yeah. who creates the company and then hires the guys like Aperture Flash is saying he'd be and and the security protection in order to go out and do the job for you. And you would just you'd hunker down in somewhere like, I don't know, New Vegas on the strip or whatever. And you would have all these people go out and do all the dangerous work for you. Well, I mean, look at Crimson Caravans in New Vegas. I mean, they have an actual compound with like uh, 20 foot concrete walls. Yeah. And the amount of power and influence that organization had over the new California Republic was, was frightening. But I mean, if that's if that's where you if you want to get rich and you don't want li- to risk life and limb, that's not a bad choice. See, that already happens in uh, real world trucking. It's the um, owner operator. He starts out with one truck. He pays that truck off. He buys a second truck, pays that truck off, hires someone else to drive that truck. That truck starts making money. He takes commission, pays the driver, buys another truck, and he starts building his empire that way. And eventually he just stays home and manages all the other trucks he's got with his name on the door. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Trade, trade, trade. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a very common um, kind of way that people run business. Question. Sure. Did um did did Smith just offer to hire App? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, I think so. Are we so. working together now? Are we, are we building a little caravan uh, empire Flash here? Flash caravans are hiring right now. Nightmare, if you've got um, <laughs> if, if, nighttime, if you've got management skills, I would love to talk to you after the call. Okay. If you need guns too, I can build those. So yes, if you need, okay. go, oh, cool. need guns for the guards. All right. Well, you got Saber. Saber's jumping in. You guys, you guys have three of you now who can all set this up. What about Victor? Victor, where do you fit in in all of this? Mine isn't precisely within the care, precisely within the caravan, but it relates to uh, what I'll be talking about when I talk about what, what precisely I'd be doing in the wasteland. But I feel that uh, with whatever situation I'd be, um, I'd be liaising, being a liaison to the caravans from my particular group okay um, why don't we go ahead and jump into that well let's tra- let's transition over to this what so what is this group and how does it connect to caravan okay so i i ended up going with if i'm talking on the west side of america i would be in new vegas and a member of the followers of the apocalypse uh-huh. or if i was in on the east side of the world i would be in good neighbor both of those for one very particular reason access to medicine i am Mm. very severely depressed and those are two of the from the games we know of those are two of the best places to be able to get access to i mean yeah they're called chems but i can't i can't imagine that you would have just recreational um sure as well sure and so especially with the followers of the apocalypse um i do have i do have minor medical skills i've been 
never officially trained, but between my health issues, my parents, and on my own research, and the fact that if I was part of the followers, I would have access to all of their medical knowledge, um, I feel like I would be a good fit there. And so where the caravan liaison comes in is knowing the list of things or the list of things we need or the things we need to make the other things we need. Mm -hmm. And so talk with the caravans and be like, you know, hey, do you run across this? Um, you know, do you know of any company that does carry this? If you bring me this, I, you know, so talking to people from all over the all over the trading routes. So you would be like the pharmaceutical rep? Yes. There you go. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> yes. yours would be very specifically around around chems and uh, being able to uh, manage, distribute. Uh, oh, so what was that? And medical tools. So and like, medical tools. Okay. Uh, 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 good, good, clean steel, not like iron, which would rest, and mm-hmm. things like uh, like uh, antiseptic solutions or. I mean, if they'd managed to find me an autoclave, I'd probably kiss them right there. <laughs> well, there you go. You could offer that. An auto- be like- For anybody who doesn't know, an <laughs> autoclave is a device that uses heat and steam to sterilize metal objects. If you've ever had a needle used on you, or a tattoo shop, or a scalpel, those all get run through the autoclave for sanitation. That's awesome. And so in the Fallout world, that would probably be relatively rare. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. if I could find one. Okay, but, so... Yeah. So would you would you travel like these other people looking for these things or would you coordinate this from, say, a good neighbor or, or wherever you hunker down and um, try to like barter for them? Like put the word out like, hey, I, I trade for this. Bring it here. You know, let let nighttime or apertures uh, caravan company know that you specifically trade in this in these goods. If they can find them in other locations, please bring them by. You'll buy them from them. That kind of thing. A bit of both. Um, some stuff, it would be more of, if I don't know where I would be looking for it, it's like, hey, keep a lookout for this thing. I have a bounty on it, essentially. Right, right. And if you can't find it, let other car- caravans know if they can find it, or other scabs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would also be willing to travel, because the Great Khans did l- learn their uh, information about drugs partially from the followers of the apocalypse and they are rejected in canon however i would feel that they know exactly what they're getting and the quality of what they're getting and if we happen to run low in new vegas it would be worth it to truck out there myself and personally bargain with them rather than trying to go through a trader um I just feel in like that situation because of the weird way that the cons and the followers communicate in New Vegas, mm-hmm. as in they don't. <laughs> I would have better results if I contacted them myself rather than being like, "Hey, I need this, but don't tell the cons who I am." Right, right. So, how do you feel about the fact that in a world in the world like Fallout, there are a lot of people who are addicted to these chems, including raider groups? So you would very easily become a target if people know that you have these things what would you do to keep yourself safe well specifically if it's the followers i'd be in new vegas and so they already do have the partial protection of the old mormon fort well what about when you leave like like you're saying if you had to go out and like 
if that's the case there are um members of the group members of the followers i believe who do have um martial knowledge or i would i would bargain um with people within freeside or the contingent of the new california republic if necessary to be like hey um this is the kind of stuff we can help you with i'd be willing well, to we need an asked. escort yeah like yeah that makes it, sense the, because the weather, the followers don't really work within caps. They're very much a barter system, mm-hmm. and so I would be working within that. Even it, even if it came down to, listen, I know you're addicted, and I know we really don't have a way to fix that. I can help get you a clean and safe supply if you if you uh, guard me out there. And I'm sure there's plenty of people within um, New Vegas possibly most who I wouldn't trust, but there would be people in New Vegas who would take that deal. Yeah, I got you. Um, and thanks, Kyle, for the donation. Appreciate that. We're up to $14,639. Holy moly. We're getting very close here. Um, hey, Tom, it might be a good idea to tell the good folks uh, where exactly they can go to donate. Yeah, if you just type exclamation charity, the link, the link will come up. It pops up every 10 minutes automatically in the chat. Um, so you can just click that link. It's a Tiltify dot com link um so yeah if anybody if anybody needs to know that's where it is so okay so i i, I get where you're going with this uh nighttime did you you raised your hand for a, a second there did you have something you wanted to chime in with i do know one of the uh the guns for hire in new vegas that you would probably like do you remember beatrix russell the cowboy the the cowgirl ghoul oh yeah i love her she would uh, yeah she would pro- de- definitely be willing to help out with that sort of situation there you go. Yeah. Aperture <laughs> so just you know, got really close to the camera. What was that? <laughs> we all remember Beatrix, and we all remember what she was about. Listen, <laughs> I would be willing to work with her, her. I'm not necessarily purchasing her services at the Atomic Wrangler yet. But that's besides the point of what I would actually be doing within Fallout. That would be my leisure time if I chose to do that. <laughs> okay all right all right so we have we have traders and, and people Nunimer, you wanted to jump in yeah um, one second voice wasn't cooperating for a second there actually uh what um what vic was talking about kind of leads into part of mine which yeah go sort for of it. leads into mine so if sure i can uh take over there if that's cool yeah um so I have a very succinct and thought out answer, but before getting to that, I have to shelve two serious things because <laughs> with me, there's always something serious. There's always something emotional. It's, it's my lane. But uh, for the, the first thing on survival, I just have to, if it's me in the fall world, I have to assume if I'm going to be surviving that they had cured diabetes by that point. Because I have type 1 juvenile diabetes, and I'm insulin dependent, I can't live without it. Right. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, it's like... Assuming you, you can survive that, right? Yes. Yeah. Assuming I can survive that. Because otherwise, that's my answer, scaving for insulin <laughs> for however long sure. I, right. I last. Yeah. Okay. It would actually be, which leads into the second part, which is my kids. Uh, so if we go the darkest timeline, it would be me essentially finding a place where I can leave them. Uh, where I can trust that they'll be safe and probably never come back and go off and try to find insulin to survive. And that would probably be where I go with that. Otherwise, like I said, the other the other 
serious thing I'm sort of shelving is saying, assuming anything I say beyond this point is assuming I've first found safety for my kids that I'm protecting them, that I've, mm-hmm. you know, managed keeping them to survive because I'm probably not going on any longer if my kids don't make it. So, you know, moving on from there. So what I would actually do where, um, it, you know, my health aside, I actually do have a lot of survival skills, a lot of uh, skills that are very much, you know, um, helpful in the Fallout uh, universe. In fact, that was one of the things that brought me to uh, Fallout, not the other way around. It's not like I started. Um, oh, so you were like Fallout surviving. You were surviving in the wilderness and stumbled upon a copy of Fallout, and were like, exactly. No. <laughs> no, no, no. What I mean is, um, <laughs> it was one of the things that interested me in the whole thing was the survival, the intensity, especially those old games. As I've been revisiting them, there's a lot of early, you know, scaving and surviving that you have to do, and it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, that's always been a uh, been a an interest of mine in general, even before Fallout even came out. Uh, so. But the the thing that I would actually strive to do, something that I would think would be the most important thing I could do, uh, would be to community build. And it's not all that different from kind of what I do on the internet, talking to people, trying to be supportive to people, trying to pull people together, trying to have good conversations with people. It's kind of mm-hmm. kind of what I what I do anyway. Right. Um, but in a in a single answer, what I think I would become in the fallout world is a shocking answer. It's a very shocking answer for me. I think I would become a politician. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought yeah. maybe you're going like a pastor, you know, or like a religious leader, but a politician. Okay. So, so you would, you would find a city or a settlement that's large enough that it, politics would like they'd be a mayor or somebody who was elected, you know, some sort of d- democratic system running. And then you would run for office or try to establish my own. Um, one of one of oh, there's a I, I'm comfortable in a leadership role. I, I feel like I'm pretty good at delegating at um picking out people's skills pinpointing them kind of quick and like trying to find people the the right roles and the right you know positions to fill and so i could easily you know in in the scenario of even saying i was sick or saying you know my kids and i are struggling i would still think that would be a goal would be to try to make a settlement of my own if I couldn't find one and try to find people I could trust and pull people in and start to build. And potentially, you know, if my survival was a question uh, beyond the normal, you know, post-apocalyptic survival, um, all the more reason I would want to try to find people I trusted and try to, you know, create a a survival support structure. I believe very Mm -hmm. strongly in emotional support structures and that would probably be one of my goals too, but that would suddenly become secondary to my survival support structure, finding people that would help fill in my gaps in my survival skills, finding people that I could help do the same for them. And so whether it would be, you know, finding a, finding a settlement or finding a city and trying to, you know, ingratiate myself in and, you know, 
get myself into a position. It wouldn't be like I would go in there and be looking for a hostile takeover or something like that. Uh, it wouldn't be a coup. But, um, you know, if it was a democratic system where I could be elected, I would most likely go, that go down that route. Yeah, it's probably yeah. easier than starting your own settlement. I, I would imagine that the yeah. that would be an extremely difficult task. Um, to find yeah. people who were trustworthy and and foundational enough because of all the different kinds of roles that you would ha- you would have to fill. Um, also, th- thank you, Aperture, for your donation. He, he wants Aperture wants to chime in here. <clears throat> Nunimer, I've got some good news for you. You send your kids to work with Flash Caravans, and I have a contact <laughs> with the uh, followers of the Apocalypse and Victor, and we'll keep you in a steady supply of insulin and jet and whatever else we can get. We're always looking for new eager young caravanners. I'm sure some of my citizens would jump at the chance. There's a lot of young people that want to get out there on the road, and they're looking for a safe way to do it, as long as their families are happy with that i'm sure i could send plenty of people your way but not my kids sorry <laughs> not the kids oh not happening. well maybe they could maybe they could work in the office and do some of the uh, routing of the caravans they can dispatchers have, dispatchers yeah they could be dispatcher jobs there you go hackers yeah. um but i have a quick thing just as a thought sure considering how we've talked about how each of our kind of ideas of what would happen if we were in fallout all end up linking and you know we're somewhat of a friend group, or at least I'd hope you guys think I'm your friend. <laughs> um, it's interesting to think of a robots radio network across <laughs> the different areas that Fallout's already been in to help connect those areas together in a way, like talking Fallout 4 era, when things are starting to finally get pacifist enough that, I mean, in Diamond City, they have arts jobs with uh, mm-hmm. Nick Valentine and Piper. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait until then, but having that network of all of us doing various things in the entirety of the United States in Fallout is uh, definitely an amusing thought Thought I'd had. <laughs> kind of how this was going, at least as far as I could tell. Yeah, we'd have to uh, we'd have to send letters through the caravanners. <laughs> we couldn't just meet on Discord. <laughs> I like that, though. I like that, Vic. And, and, and it definitely, um, you know, if, if this ever becomes an actual scenario, I'll definitely be uh, getting in contact with you to get that insulin. <laughs> well, that's that's a really cool description. I, I think that's really neat how you kind of figured out that that's how you would fit into the world and how that would make sense. Um, let's let's open this up to anyone who hasn't gone yet. Yeah, Zemnis. Zemnis is Zemnis is raising a hand there. What do you think you'd do? Well, it kind of coincides with kind of what uh, Nunamur would do a little bit because um, it'd be like one of three different things that I would do. Uh, first would be sort of like a weapons dealer slash maker. Uh, that way everyone can protect themselves. Uh, another one would be exploring and surveying the area, mapping out different places that people haven't been before, trying to find new settlements for, say, someone like Nunamur that's trying to build his trade routes and things and, and try to get his civilization set up. Or... I would probably be a um, equipment repair because I'm very good at repairing different kinds of equipment, automotive, you name it. I'm mm-hmm. very good with my hands. Robots. And that would be better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'd be extremely beneficial for keeping the fusion generators running, things like that, a lot of different maintenance. Um, and it's kind of one of the things where the more things you can do the better off you're you'll be you know 
Yeah, no, it sounds like you have a lot of skills that would be that would be useful. And um, I just have to call this out. We're at fourteen thousand seven hundred and thirty nine dollars right now. We're very, very close. Very, very close to the fifteen thousand. I'm hoping we hit it tonight. Um, and our special guest should be showing up in about twenty two minutes. So, Zemnis, do you have a perf- preference of those three things? Like, what would you what would you go to first? Probably what I would do first is probably be like the explorer slash surveyor um, because I'm really good at, at finding nooks and crannies for different areas where you, you can get stuff, finding stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think that'd be my first go to. You wouldn't you don't have a fear of I don't know, any of the things that you would run into in the wasteland, uh, you know, be it a, a death claw or even just, you know, mole rats or radiation. Well, honestly, I think anybody would be afraid of that, to be honest, but it's a job that that's something that would be beneficial for somebody. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, doing something in a sort of community like this would be, to me, beneficial for myself because it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. And I would have, you know, pretty much whatever weapons and arsenals I'd need, I'd even have a crew with me. Yeah. It wouldn't just be myself. I'd have a whole entire crew of like 10, 12 people with me uh, to go to these different places. Yeah. So but that, that wouldn't be enough to deter you. I mean, of course, it would be scary, but you would you, you would feel, well, I guess, brave enough to go do that. You feel like, yeah, you know what? Exactly. It, it's, it's dangerous. There's a bunch of scary stuff out there and we're probably going to have terrible things happen to us at some point or at least somebody in the crew, you know, is going to get chomped by a death claw but the rest of us will be there to shoot in the head and patch them back up and haul them back to safety you know like <laughs> victor oh and victor and fire fire hasn't gone yet can we can we jump to fire is that okay victor or victor do you just have just, a quick one just a quick sentence about zemni's idea sure zemni's becomes it's dangerous to go alone take this yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh fire what do you what do you think about that uh, I was just gonna say, uh, I think I'll be kind of tied in with all of you guys too, because I was kind of thinking about like what I do in real life anyway, and it could go either one of two routes: either I'd be writing about everything, but that job's been taken, or I'd be a doctor, and you can never have enough doctors. And I think I would probably be a doctor, so I'd be working very closely with some of you. And yeah. I'm on the West Coast, so I'm thinking I'd probably also be hanging out with the followers of the apocalypse because. Yeah, I kind of see eye to eye with them. So I think that would work out really well. Well, I could, I could imagine that if you're the doctor who's treating people in need, then you're going to need somebody like Victor, who's able to bring you the medicine and the supplies Absolutely. in order to treat people like that. Right. So yep. there's that connection. Victor. Definitely. Uh, Fire, don't you, if I remember correctly, you specifically write like medical texts or something like that. Yep. Your, your assistance may not be specifically in performing doctor duties but in essentially decoding medical texts yeah documenting that's actually very true yeah Re- that's relearning specific knowledge there yeah yeah night or printing helping print more medical texts dissemination <laughs> information is really important yeah yeah I mean, there's a lot of information <laughs> there's a there's a lot of information in, in the fallout world <laughs> you'd have your own actual job there's a lot of information in the fallout world that got lost you know, if that was in say the machines and the machines no longer worked or were hard to come by right so to have to have groups of people out there finding machines with like lost documentation about how to handle something like you know uh diabetes would be 
incredible because if you were to find, you know, if apertures out there on the road and comes across a machine that has some sort of documentation about how to deal with the different types of diabetes in a way that people 200 years from now don't know anymore. And then you bring they bring it to you. You can decode it. You understand the 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 language, you know, the, the, the science and the medicine behind it in order to write it in a way that the rest of the people in the wasteland can actually now perform and make insulin and support people in need and take care of symptoms when they show up and understand what they actually mean and all of that stuff. Then all of a sudden this network. Exactly what I already do. Yeah. Well, there you go. And then all of a sudden everything <laughs> all works together. Nighttime. If I remember correctly, uh, insulin is synthesized through, uh, out of cattle. I think they take the insulin out of cattle pancreas. So, wow! Talk to Aperture and picks. talk to Victor. It's, it, it's often and they'll figure it often out. Picks. Pigs. Often pigs. pigs okay. yeah. yeah. But you got Brahmin. You got Brahmin. Do we have a Brahmin farmer? All we need is a Brahmin farmer. We need a cattle baron. <laughs> Oh, there are actually, I, I think I said on a previous lore cast that there haven't been any pigs in Fallout. I forgot there are rad pigs in Fallout 2. I came across them. Recently. Oh, man. Oh, That's great. Be able, right um, thing. It will be irradiated, um, possibly have some FEV, you know, in, in mixed in the insulin. I may become super Nunamur after... Uh, <laughs> After taking that uh, that pig insulin, but uh, yeah, I've kind of already been thinking about that. Yeah, how would that affect me? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna say this wrong. Giselle, Giselle M. Venus in chat says they can take the pancreas from bad people and give it to good people. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be I'd be too happy with who gets to make that decision, but it's probably Nunamur because he'll be the the politician in charge. So well, there yeah, you go. that won't benefit you at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, this has kind of gone a little bit sideways. We've got uh, a few people who still haven't chimed in. Who else wants to chime in uh, about what you would do? I would like to chime in real quick. Yeah, go for it. Because originally, okay. Originally, I came here thinking about I'd be more mercenary work, just doing doing whatever for whoever's got the caps. But the more I started listening to people, the more I realized that surviving without a group would just be pretty much impossible so i got to thinking about it and i think i would gravitate to more captain of the city guard or settlement guard for some somebody in the wasteland either be it neo uh for when he s takes over a settlement mm -hmm. or maybe captain of the caravan guard for aperture or the guard for um uh zemni's exploration groups or something along those lines. Right. So now you're, you're not just, just talking to, like a guard. You're talking like captain of the guard. Like you would want to yeah, like create, manage I would, I would think I would and train them towards that kind of thing. Creating. Yeah. Gravitate towards creating a guard to help protect just the people. Interesting. OK. I mean, that's a that's a very focused and specialized thing, right? You have to you have to understand, you know, uh, <laughs> It's almost a military ba background would be good with something like that. You want to make sure that the people were all trained. They all understood how to take proper care of their weaponry. Um, the value of their weaponry being that those kinds of things can be rare. Uh, the, the maintenance of it, the, you know, making sure that they aren't able to be bribed. <laughs> yeah. You would have to deal with uh, all sorts of, of nefarious individuals trying to take advantage of your group in order to get things themselves you know you'd have yeah. to you'd have to hire people of good moral character all of that stuff that sounds like a tough job yeah but i feel like i'd be able to 
I, I have a tendency on first meeting somebody to be able to discern whether or not I would get along with them. And I tend to get along with people who aren't scumbags. So yeah, me too. <laughs> um, okay. That's yeah. That's interesting. Um, I'm just thinking through like, would you, would you have a special, a specific name for your, your secure? It's like a security company, right? Yeah. Security company, I guess. Not sure. Specific name. Okay. No. Cool. I don't know. Cool. Would you, would you, uh, Flash go out? Caravan security detachment. Security detachment. Right detachment. <laughs> would you be more willing to secure a, like a settlement, like one, one location, or would you be willing to send people out with, any of these groups like the caravan group or the explorer like Xemnas explorers group or the medical group that was going out with Victor. I feel like I would at first gravitate towards just the single group just because that would be easier to set up defenses settlement than being yeah. constantly on the move, trying to discern dangers ahead of time before they get to the caravan and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, then I would obviously have to train scouts in order to go around the settlement. So eventually I would probably develop a, a specialized group that would go with caravans or Zemnese exploration group. Like a detachment. So I think, yeah. It, it, yeah, I think it would just like lead one thing would lead to another kind of thing. Right. Right. Interesting. Okay. Deadshot. We haven't heard from you yet. What are you thinking? What would you do? Realistically, one of three things. True Merc. So literally anyone who has the caps anything chemist of illicit products because i kind of have a special interest in chemistry in real world things and i know how to make a lot of things in the real world that aren't exactly someone of my nature should know how to make them like super glue like gorilla glue and then you put it in your hair <laughs> more like piranha solution which can <laughs> bite through any carbonated object and turn it into a hydrophoric object right. which then can be melted in water okay all right uh or i would work in some form of kind of uh like nick valentine like detective sort of less true merc more you pay me i'll look into it go off sort of thing mm -hmm. true mercs really don't have a rules well they don't follow rules they follow their own set of rules uh, so you'd be like the Han Solo of the the Wasteland. I don't get that reference. Han, so Han Solo from Star Wars. He's he's a mercenary. You haven't watched Star Wars, have Deadshot. you? Unfortunately, Deadshot is not a Star Wars person. You've like never watched Star Wars. Man, I forgot. I've watched I forgot. episode one and episode seven, and then like... <laughs> Six episodes of the Mandalorian. That's it. Okay, you I missed like the whole, person. like the whole meat of the whole thing. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I don't understand how me and Deadshot are such good friends. I don't with, know. Damn. Spot. <laughs> okay. All right. I All don't right. like Star Wars. That's fine. Well, you haven't even watched them, so how do you know? <laughs> like to, dis to describe it in my terms of Deadshot. Star Wars head, news of Star Wars head, rage is a Star Wars head. Literally everyone around me is a Star Wars head. I don't need to watch them to know things. For, for perhaps a, a um, description that isn't related to Star Wars, it sounds like a cross in the third option. It sounds like a cross of McCready and Nick Valentine. Being mm, willing to okay. do a little bit more combat than yeah. Nick. Yeah. And following further along the good side of McCready's uh, personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. 
Yeah, and thank you, Zemnis, for the for the donation. He's popping up uh, in the in the name at the top. Interesting. Okay, so we've got we've got kind of this full gamut of of a cast here, but we have some roles that have not uh, not come up, and Lainey hasn't chimed in yet either. Aperture, did you want to say something real quick? Nope, you're good. Okay, Lainey, what would you do in the wasteland? Okay, so this answer, I made the original tweet on the Fallout Lorecast account forever ago. That was like, basically, what would you do in the wasteland? And this is the answer that I've had since then. And it's my only answer because it's just so perfect. Um, it's also possibly one of the laziest choices in the wasteland. You'd but be a cat. Was right. I'd be a cat. No. I. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that my dream wasteland job would just be to be a bartender. For a couple of reasons, I've got I've uh-huh. got a little list. I have uh-huh. bullet points. The because you just is, you um, just love 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 those alcoholic drinks. That's why. Oh yeah, I'm just, just sloshing them behind the bar now. <laughs> so <laughs> the, you get the safety of living in a settlement, right? Uh-huh. So I can cross off the the safety element. I'm I'm in it, right? I'm employed within it, which also means I have an income, right. which is cool. Yeah, you got, you got jangly caps in that pocket. I don't know if tips happen. I said Hafton. That's not a word. Happen in the wasteland. But maybe tips too. Exciting life. I was also thinking, um, right, it, everyone wants to be an adventurer, but I could not be an adventurer. I'm 5'1. I'm not that beefy. Like, <laughs> beefy. I, I would have a tough time in the wasteland. Yeah. And so, how do I get this sense of adventure without the adventure? Well, I get to work in a bar and hear everyone else's adventures ah. or witness some of my own you know, <laughs> in the bar. Crazy things happen in wasteland bars. You have to imagine the kinds of people that would end up in there, right? Like you would see all sorts of people depending on where you're at. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. I could also possibly like live within my workplace, right? If it's like an in situation, that could be my home too. I got a lot of things checked off the list. Mm. Okay. I think that's, that's it. And I'm one of those weirdos that really likes customer service jobs. So there we are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. You, you get kind of the story, but I mean, you're going to see a lot of shady people showing up. I mean, it's that's the fun part. That's the fun part. I have a feeling that's that fun, fun part, part only lasts so long. Mm. I'll be have my guard there to boot people out who give her a hard time. There you go. There you go. Aperture. I was, I, was going, uh, I, I, I like what's I like what's going on here because uh, we've got my caravan and everyone here can be a residual of that we've got our contacts and Vic. We've got Laney working the bar back at the home terminal. We've got Deadshot <laughs> making cams for us to trade. We've got Fire working on research in the background. We've got Noom pulling the strings in the political in the shady underside of the political, getting us tax breaks. We got Saber and Nightmare Smith making guns and doing security. We're all over the damn place, and we are going to crush this wasteland. And we've got Tom working the radio for us getting our name out there flash caravans will take over the wasteland yeah that can be that can be like three dog i was gonna ask you guys the wasteland i was aperture flashers is the name of the guard aperture flasher (laughs) my settlement is my settlement is in need of a bartender laney so you know offer offer is open just so you know I remember go. the only thing I take out of Aptor's entire run was there's tax in the wasteland. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess I mean, so. It, it depends, I guess, where, where, which settlement you're in. Nighttime? Yeah, I didn't. I've been chiming on everybody else's stuff, but I didn't get to do mine. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, go for in, it. In real life, I'm a gunsmith. Um, one of the, the biggest surprises for me in Fallout New Vegas was the, the Honest Hearts DLC, because I walk in on Joshua Graham. And he's just working on 1911s. Well, I've been doing that for about 10 years, and that's what I specialized in in gunsmithing school. Is I love, one of the, I love pistols in general, but I love the 1911. Wow. Um, as a professional gunsmith, that's probably what I would do. I would find a settlement. I'd find a, a get get some tools together, start working on guns. Um, if the city doesn't need guns worked on for city security, you know, people coming in, uh, Mercs, caravan companies, everybody needs their guns worked on um i could make ammunition i could do a lot of that stuff especially as a general machinist uh running mills and lays manufacturing parts um stuff like that that's what i would do uh if i couldn't make it as a caravan manager and you know directing units of people to go back and forth i'd definitely just be making and fixing guns and it'd be great because there's no regulations in the wasteland i can do whatever i want (laughs) <laughs> so what would if you could do whatever you want what does that mean you would do i would make a lot of machine guns <laughs> <laughs> okay what about like laser weapons would you would you go into that side of the market uh yeah if i if i if i could learn how to do that then yeah it shouldn't be that hard like that's one of the interesting things about the laser weapons that i don't understand i would have thought that the microfusion cells aren't actually producing electricity, that they're like a gas canister, mm-hmm. and the reaction chamber is inside the, uh, the green housing of the laser rifle. Um, that's what a lot of common military lasers that we use nowadays, like on the USSS Ponce, uh, it has a laser cannon. It just pumps in gases into the reaction chamber, and then it excites the photons and that's then shoots them out the front. That's nuts. They, they want to use it to blow up like uh, fast boats. So these little fast attack crafts with missiles and uh, torpedoes on the top. They'll just lock onto whatever explosive ordnance that's on the top of the boat, detonate it, and then kill the boat. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I would think that these laser weapons use because it's it's these little microfusion cells, and they say do not put in the fire; they'll explode. Right. So I would imagine <laughs> it's some type of pressurized gas canister. You know, it, I may be wrong because the whole way the power armor system works is it's a cold fusion cell. So mm. uh, I would definitely just be a gunsmith. Um, I I don't want to do merc work, man. I don't want to get you know jumped by a death claw and get torn in half. I'd rather just be making guns at a settlement and going to the bar and saying hi to people and you know making customers. Yeah, no, I I I, I could agree with that. Like, I don't want to be out there getting eaten by a death claw either. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's that's really cool. Uh, all that knowledge about you know we would we would need people to be making guns and and managing that side of things. Sure. And not just guns, but, you know, just knowing how to run a machine shop. You can yeah. make a lot of other stuff. The biggest thing about being a gunsmith is you're just a machinist that works on guns. Now, you can be a machinist that works on anything else. Right. Now, here, here's a question, though. Being that you would focus on that kind of technology, would if the Brotherhood came, came knocking, would you go with them? I don't know. I mean, I like the Brotherhood of Steel, but I mean... It, you lose all your autonomy and you know i don't know if you guys know this about me i'm kind of an anarchist which is why i really really like fallout is that it's very open there's no like overriding political structure you can just be free mm-hmm. i don't think i'd want to join a military order to be honest makes sense where you just can't like 
like in Fallout New Vegas, just an example, you weren't allowed to leave. You know, you had some lady named uh, Veronica that could just like go ahead and head out and do whatever she wanted. But, you know, if you went into the back room where the servers were, went across the other hall and you got the machine shop running, you just, you know, you're some guy that works in there eight hours a day and you're stuck in a bunker for months on end and you can't leave and you haven't seen the sun <laughs> or it would farm or you that, farm. or I would run garden, run a garden farm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious. I want to hear. He forgot to add that he doesn't want to go to the Brotherhood of Steel because he'll miss all his friends in his little group. Everybody. What would would he do without any any one member goes missing? It's just not the same. (laughs) We need everybody. (laughs) Aww. Um. Okay. So I want to know. Aperture kind of threw an idea out there. I want to know what you guys think I would do. Dude, you were definitely you definitely run the recruitment radio and just the radio in general for the settlement that Neo would set up. I see that. I see that clear as day. Yeah. Communications liaison, definitely. Tom, didn't we talk about this? I feel like we talked about this in person at Bethesda Game Days. Oh my god, now I'm gonna think back. Yeah. I think I reminded you and I'm like I'm like, don't forget there are DJs. That's true. You know, there you you know, you you have a place. Right. There's a definite, definite need for you on the, on the radio, you know, and, and besides just, you know, introducing some sick tunes, uh, you know, doing what you do now of, you know, letting people know what's going on, doing what you do as a lore cast would be news. You'd yeah, be it's true. <laughs> I would know, like this be wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, you might be actually more of a journalist um, than what, you know, we're talking about like DJ or like radio personality and stuff, which would be true too. Mm-hmm. I could but do the three dog thing. Be, yeah, you'd be more like a reporter. Dog. You know, you'd be someone who's letting people know what the, what to worry about and what to, uh, where to go. You know, hey, there's a new settlement. <laughs> yeah. You might want to go check it out, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a settlement that needs your help. Right. It's no longer Preston Garvey. It's, um, <laughs> slash <for> robots. <laughs> I think Lainey had her hand up first. At least that's what I noticed. Lainey? I'm not going to say that my answer is interesting because I'm your daughter, but I'm <laughs> saying that my answer is interesting because I'm your daughter. Uh-huh. I think I think you'd be really great at all the things that were just mentioned, and I think that could even be step one in what I'm about to say. I think you would be an accidental cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> An accidental cult leader? Yeah, oh, man. Maybe, maybe you start off on the radio, right? And you're just really charismatic. Like, people like, <laughs> you have a good following. People are really interested in what you have to say. People start, like, 
maybe they start mailing in questions, right? Maybe our caravan service starts taking letters to you, right? And so you get like your little like people ask you whatever, you give your advice, but people love your advice. And suddenly you're a cult leader. It just it's a natural progression. I gotcha. That, that sounds like what's already happening. <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say <laughs> I was about to say, aren't we already a cult? Uh, I don't think you <laughs> no. worship me or the thing I'm t- I don't well, we all kind of worship we Fallout. Fallout. Tom, do you see my room? <laughs> do you see my computer room? We, we all kind of worship Fallout, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to necessarily worship me. You just have to worship the thing that I'm talking about. Um, You're the voice of the thing. <laughs> I'm the voice of the thing. Yeah. Um, we did start a cult in this little group. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. A cult that's not a cult that's actually a cult, but not really a cult. Yeah, but I well, see, I didn't start that. Not, I didn't start I'm that. That was accident. Yeah, see, I'm not an accidental cult leader. You know, he's just, an intentional cult leader. Purposeful. Yeah, yeah, that was purposeful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Saber and Saber and Victor have been waiting to to speak. Um, I don't know who had your hand up first. Who wants to go? <laughs> Victor. Okay. okay. Um. I was going to say, there's the, the journalism aspect, but also, like, for the purpose of your various lore casts, it's talking about specifically, like, the materials and how things work in the various games. Mm-hmm. You know, Fallout lore cast, Elder Scroll lore cast, D&D, Cyberpunk. It's all about what is in there and how it works. I don't think that it's unreasonable for, rather than doing the lore casts, having almost, uh, almost like car talk type of thing of talking about here's some basic first aid advice you might have here's some good gardening tips to make sure that you don't deplete the soil and like all of these little tidbits of information that you could possibly get from the rest of us to be able to assist in that dissemination of information there you go okay that makes sense saber not to mention you all you'll get all those good stories that you can retell and change a little bit change a little bit <laughs> yeah let me tell you the story the myth about the aperture flasher <laughs> one night on the lonesome road the aperture flasher oh he's showing us his nipples great wonderful and now that now the stream gets cut cut off by twitch um <laughs> so you guys all have some really, really cool ideas. I'm wondering if our guest is going to be able to join us. Fire has been helping coordinate this. Seems like there's some technical difficulties. I'm having technical difficulties. Uh, we're having... Uh, maybe you could figure this out. There's mm-hmm. a web version login that doesn't support video. Do you know what we're talking about here? A web version of the login that doesn't support <laughs> video? What? I don't know. I don't know. Um... Can they? They can't log into the Discord. Is that the problem? Hang on. Try a different Discord link. Ah, uh, no. Hang on. Definitely there. Hang on a second. Could it be because this is a private uh, video call? Uh, they're not trying to get into the chat. I think they're just trying to get into the Discord. Uh, and once they're in the Discord, I can give them access. So that's not the that's not the problem. They're in the Discord. They're in the Discord. Yeah, yeah, they're in the Discord, and I saw them. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. I'm trying to fix this. Uh, yeah, you can give them access. I can't. It's not pulling it up. I don't understand why. Okay, I can. I can try and do it. <sighs> okay. Um, I just don't know the name. Can you s- send me the name? Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll have this set up very very soon. I'm sorry for technical difficulties. It's fine. That's it's fine. 
Do you need us to stall for time, Tom? I, I was going to say, we yeah, have you guys, no, none of us have any problems talking. If you guys, if you guys want to talk a little bit more about here, I'm going to turn off video real quick in order to get the setup. But if you guys want to go on a little bit longer about, you know, any of this. Um, okay, there, there it is. Okay. Neil. Can I talk to Nunamur? No, of I course. I want him to explain to us his political philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, a little bit. Um... What type of governance structure do you like? Do you like the classical democracy that's in the Fallout universe, like with, uh, especially, let's just use Diamond City. You know, you you do have a central structure, or do you appreciate, like, a, a council system, where you have certain representatives, a part of the the city that degree, uh, like, like, basically, like city council, except you have the executive branch removed. Yeah, it, it, uh, definitely. I, I see more of a council system for sure. I'm not. I'm not beholden to uh, modern democracy. Um, I believe in democracy and in, in the aspect of you know making sure people have voices and are represented. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I, I would uh, definitely be of the type to say the old world burnt down. Let's kind of you know sift through the ashes and take the best parts but not try to recreate the old old world i'd i'd have no interest in that whatsoever i mean i think we already have a lot of our counselors that would probably participate in that already here if they're going yeah. to be joining your settlement and the mm -hmm. advantage so of the council system is that rather than having to rely on one person and their opinion on a vast variety of topics you can have experts all coming together to help make those choices and they can speak in their specialities to create a more rounded choice for any particular question right hey guys yeah. we have our special guest our special guest has now jumped into the channel uh fire are you still here fire's off video yes i'm here fire, what? Fire. <laughs> i was trying to fix stuff it was not working <laughs> no you're fine it's you're, you're working now it's working i don't know are they gonna have video too why don't you go ahead and, and introduce why don't you do an introduction <laughs> this is you you help set this up i'm gonna let you now do this i don't have video i don't know what's happening just hit the video button again wire. it's okay um there you are you're back you're back okay can you <laughs> can you do an introduction here Hey guys! I brought a special guest. We've got uh, Danny Shirago, the voice of Hancock. The voice of Hancock, <laughs> Danny. Welcome to the Fallout Warcast. Being a pirate tonight. Being a pirate tonight. Okay. Pirate? Don't look like a goddamn pirate. I got both my hands for one. Pirates don't. They got a hook on one. I got both my hands. The name is Mariner. Generic Mariner. Generic Mariner. Um, generic Mariner, I think we're getting a little bit of echo. What's going on? I feel like I'm alone in a house. I think we're getting a little bit of echo. Yeah, we, I, we can hear our voices. Back? Yeah, we're getting some, some back. I don't know if it's turn it down or put in headphones. That'll help. Can you hear me okay? It. Yeah, we can, can hear you. you. <laughs> I'm put on headphones? It's going to fuck with my little Mariner hat. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Goddamn. Oh, yeah, I recognized tonight. you. I recognized you. You did the voice of Brad in Altered Beast. <laughs> he's getting he's getting his headphones set up. Uh, I think it was called Project Altered Beast, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that better? Is that, yeah, that's a slapback. Yeah, 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 we're better. We're better. That's better. And it didn't mess up the hat. Um, 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. You, you, you look like a wonderful pirate. Um, but the, the people in our uh, in our world, being that this is the Fall Lorecast, will most likely know you as the voice of Hancock. And you've you've joined Firewriter's stream a few times to help raise money for charity and chat with everybody. I've jumped in there while you guys were in there and, and chatted along. And you're very, very welcome to join us. Thank you so much. You just he's just he's just sucking on his pipe. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, awesome, dude. It's been a long day at sea, and I'm happy to be back in the home talking to you wonderful people about these video gamings. These video gamings. These video games. So specifically, I'll be joining Firewriter uh-huh. on her stream tonight. Tonight after the show, Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, and we'll be raising money for Fallout for Hope. Yes. That's... The good people of Texas who got fucked by their government and <laughs> by Mother Nature. Yeah. By their government. That's yes, that's very, very true. Um, so we are currently at fourteen thousand seven hundred and eighty-four dollars and sixty-four cents. Just over two hundred dollars left. We're trying to hit the goal, uh, if possible, uh, by the end of the night. It. It's uh, so close. Uh, so so uh, close. It's like right there in my palm. In the my palm of my hand. I can practically lick it. So the question that we've been discussing tonight is if you if you go if you actually lived in the Fallout world, what would you do? Would you be a pirate in the Fallout world? I'm not a pirate. You keep saying pirate. I don't like it. Well, what are you? Uh oh. Hamilton last time, and now I'm a pirate. Yes, Hamilton. Everything okay? Still hear me? <laughs> yeah, we got a little. It got a little Hamilton. jumpy there for a second. What's this guy? <laughs> He's not going to let that go. Uh, maybe because I hit my fist on the desk, and you called me a pirate again, Hamilton. What's right. the question? I'm sorry, I forgot. So, so other than being Hamilton the pirate, what would you be in the Fallout world if you actually lived in the in the world of Fallout? Good question. <laughs> I'd be a rock. A, a rock. Illogical time. Uh-huh. A nice little radioactive rock. Sitting in by a by a dust hill. Hilly dusty hill. A dusty a rock on a dusty hill. A, ro- a rock on a sitting, watching, beholding the splendor of the wasteland. The, the way that the word sitting came out with your pipe in your teeth it sounded a lot more like shitting. Was that intentional? Shitting. <laughs> shitting. No, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> no, I said shitting. I, that's what I said. Rocks. It's not known, but rocks do shit. Except they shit very slowly on geological time. I didn't realize it that. It takes a rock 10 billion years to produce one log. It's true. Look it up. Rock logs. So, would you be a granite? Would you be... Ro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you be a specific type of rock like granite or limestone like what do you think do i look like a geologist buddy i'm a mariner i don't know the, the kind of hard rock that you trip on when you're on shore it's why i don't go on shore very often because of the rock see no rocks well okay I can't well usually yeah sail around them you're good <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> Well, any other thoughts on on the world of Fallout? Delay here, don't we? Yeah, we do have a little bit of, de- of delay, but we're we're managing it. Um, any other thoughts about if you couldn't be a rock, 
delay and you know couldn't be a rock what else would you do then what else would i be if not a rock Mm -hmm. it's a fine question i think i'd be one of those giant cockroaches a rad roach Hamilton chameleon. Hamilton chameleon. I'd be a, one of those Hamilton chameleons. Uh, no, what do you call it? The, the big thing, the scary, that kind of kill you thing. The, uh, what do you call them things? The, the, the death monster, right? Anyone. Death monsters. A death claw, y'all. Brady Bunch here. Jackson's <laughs> chameleon mutated into a death claw. <laughs> don't, don't give him the real answer. You have to, you have to. All right, fine. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. What is this? What are you, folklorists or something? Yeah, I'd be one of those giant Jackson Hamilton chameleon things. Yeah, Hamilton the and chameleon. Chomping on, chomping on ghouls. Chomping on ghouls every chance I got. Yep, I'm working on a play called Hamilton the Chameleon. I too. We feel each other. Who is that? Oh, that's Aperture that Flash. That's left corner. He's yeah. got a pipe and everything. He's got a feet. Tell me, Mariner, do you know Aperture about... Aperture Flash, you can sail with me in my dinghy anytime. <laughs> I'm well, you looking can't... forward to experiencing the sugar, the spice, and the rum. <laughs> you can't show the dinghy here on Twitch. Well, they'll close my, can... my, my channel down. <laughs> Everybody's just putting their hands, their heads in their I hands. I believe you made a dick joke. <laughs> of course I did, of course. Of course. Yeah, we've definitely got How a delay they, going. Why are they doing that? I wonder if the delay is because yeah, of the video. Kinds of crazy. Yeah, kinds of all crazy. Um, I feel like I'm on drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to have what a conversation with so much delay. Um, well, tell you what, we're, we're kind of ending the, the all right, show. My friend, I, I have to go. Perfect timing. Okay, well, good. Well, thank you for being here. We'll see you on Firewriter's stream in just yeah, a little it's bit. It's been my pleasure. I just wanted to say... Exactly. I'll be playing my finest role ever. I'll be playing the part of Danny Chirago, musician, writer, filmmaker, actor. Tonight, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash firewriter, raising money, making the goal that sits in my palm so tantalizing close. I know we're going to do it. We're all going to do it. Come out there with us. We'll be giveaways and all kinds of sundry and ridiculous extraneous shit. See you tonight. Thanks for having me, Hamilton. (laughs) Thanks for coming. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm giving Firewriter a shout out right now if this actually functions. So you guys can go ahead and follow her channel in order to check out more of that madness uh, <laughs> later tonight. Um, and we can continue to try to reach our goal. We are at $14,784.64. And I know Firewriter, you've already you've already raised about what, 600 yeah, she's nodding about 600. So technically we're over the goal. It was 625 as of last night. Yeah, so technically we're over the goal, but we could still raise more. Um, <laughs> that money is going to go into the bucket later on tonight after her stream. But maybe like with that much more in there, we might be able to even get to 16,000. And not to mention anybody else who hasn't dumped their, you know, their their bucket into the big pot. Right. So, Nunamur, do you do you have anything left to put into that that pot? Uh, no, mine, mine have just been going into the main. So. Okay. Anybody else? Any of the rest of you been streaming or, or raising money? I don't know who all has been active in it. Lainey? Um, nobody else? Lainey, tear, sad tear. She's been busy with other stuff. Um, 
Okay, cool. So technically we're over the goal and that is absolutely amazing. So congratulations to Fallout for Hope for meeting this goal. We're, we're going to call it now. It is officially over the goal. Cheers, God everybody. Bless God bless Texas. Um, <laughs> our thoughts are with all of you. Hopefully that, you know, this will help a lot of people who are in need and maybe already doing so because that money is probably already, you know, going to them. Um, I'm sure that these charities act very fast on these kinds of things. So that is that is amazing. It, it is really amazing what this community can do. And I know that you guys all know this. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir like we are all active members of this community, but it really is amazing what you can just get some people together and we all like a video game that we all want to just talk about it all the time. And then when people are in need, we can raise 15 grand in order to help them out. So that's that's pretty phenomenal. So um, there's one last thing I wanted to do before we head out. Um, I've got a I've got a fun surprise. Hold on. Uh, so I've got a reveal as well for you guys. Yes. <laughs> I fucking called it! I fucking called it! <laughs> Me and you have been talking about that. I've oh, had a hunch. I've had a hunch. When that voice changer yeah, went off. Yeah. It was right there. I was yeah. like, yeah. game over. I've made some mistakes. I knew it! I have made some mistakes, um, but See, because as soon as you, as soon as I heard you start making jokes, that's when I figured out who the hell. Uh, yeah, my jokes are, way, are kind of unique. I, I thought I recognized the black T-shirt and shoulders. Yeah, since it's now since it's now officially you, uh, yeah. it was fun flirting on uh, Twitter. <laughs> okay, so wait, 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 wait. Our listeners are gonna have no idea what I just did. I just held up the mechanist helmet. I'm doing a reveal. We've hit the goal. The mechanist has had on my other stream, right? We raised a uh, hundred and something dollars earlier uh, last night and today for the goal. Um, this stream has raised some. So technically, you know, we've all I've been contributing to this. So I, I was going to wait till we hit about a thousand total. But I figured, you know what? It's fun. Might, might as well reveal it. I have been the mechanist the whole time. I am the man. I've been absolutely loving it when I was sitting there going <laughs> on and on about what brilliant marketing it was i mean you must have been just <laughs> i just thought funny i had an argument with you about raps and Nunamur flirted with you on twitter uh-huh. this is a weird thing yeah yeah so no, this has been so fun then? <laughs> yeah low elves was thinking uh you speak Hold the same on. way as, I, as robots I, what was the question does, does anyone know who the antagonizer is oh i know I know. I know more. I'm not going to reveal more until whoever else wants to reveal it. Um, there are some other people playing Hold characters on. out there, and, I, and I'm aware of some of them. Um, but yeah, no, so this was a thing. This is, let me, I'll talk about this a little bit. This, I ordered this helmet back in January sometime. It was, it was custom made. It was like 450 bucks. It was custom made by somebody in Latvia or some, some place, right? Um, it's phenomenal. Like the craftsmanship on this thing is awesome. Um, but I was like, you know, it'd be really fun to kind of play it up as a character. And, and I've talked about this a little bit on the fallout hub and which some people clued into and kind of gave it away. Um, but I was like, you know, it, our community, and there are, there are a lot of people in our community doing a lot of really cool stuff, but we don't have the size of an audience as some of these other game communities when it comes to people who are watching videos and watching live streams or even listening to podcasts. Um, we have a good sized community, but it's actually fairly small. Like think about the number of people who totally in total in a day that will watch Fallout 76 streams. It's actually very small compared to some of these other games. 
it's actually it's only about half the size of the Elder Scrolls Online community, which also isn't that huge. Um, but compared to some of these other games, it's just not that big. So I was thinking about it. I was like, OK, what's what's something I could do to help grow the community? Right. Um, so I was like, well, I myself have my own brand. Right. I can't be something other than myself unless I'm somebody other than myself. So I was like, OK, so if I put on a helmet and I market it the right way, then maybe I could grow a second channel stream YouTube videos, whatever, and do it. And the whole rap thing was just a funny thing that I kind of stumbled into because I was I revealed to a few people early on that I was doing it because I wanted to kind of bring them in on the joke. So I, I'm going to have to give credit to Tooniversal. I was talking with Tooniversal and I was like, what would be something really funny that we could do? And I could kind of like bring you in on the joke. And he was like, yeah, you could do you could do you could challenge people things. And I was like, like a rap battle. And he's like, yeah, challenge people to a rap battle. I'm like, I can't rap. And he's like, yeah, but it would be funny. And I was like, OK, so I, I just did it. And turns out, I guess I can sort of rap. That's fun. So you're telling us you Batman us all. I Batman, Batman to everybody. Yes. Um, and so I, I pushed it to, to do this character. So um, here, I'll even do the voice. Let me switch over. This is like, obviously there's a helmet, right? But like, um, that's not complete proof. Oh, hi everybody. Yeah. See, there's the voice right there. Um, but people have been figuring it out. And I was like, okay, well, I, do I keep try, trying to keep this secret or do I turn it into a thing and just kind of go with it? So, so there we go. It's me doing this thing. Now, where am I going to go with this? I don't know 100% where I'm going to go with it. I think the mechanist may show up on my streams, may even show up on podcasts and things like that on occasion. If it's funny, kind of like BuddyBot does. But what I think might might happen, and I'm kind of steering it more in that direction, I think the mechanist being silly and funny could be a way to engage a younger audience that hasn't really connected with Fallout yet in a kind of silly and funny way on a more family friendly kind of channel. Does that make sense? And maybe even play other games too. And, you know, play, play fallout characters in Minecraft and then maybe bring some of the audience over into the world of fallout or, or whatever. And so that's, that's where I think I might go with it. But anyway, it's, it's a fun, it was a fun experiment and we'll see what else happens with it. So there you go. Make sure you wear iron armor. Iron armor, yes. In the, it always has to be iron armor. In Minecraft, That's yeah. A fan, and I think don't this forget is a to fantastic idea. And don't forget to get the official uh, Fallout um, skins and all that because there's oh, I have official them. packs. Yes. I, I have yeah, the I have the pack. There, there's a mechanist. They, yes, it's amazing. They go all the way back to Fallout One and Two. I'm, I'm just like blown away by those packs. They're yeah, fantastic. Yeah, there's a mechanist skin for Fallout. I already have that. I think I'll play some other games too. But I think if I'm going to be doing mostly fallout and elder scrolls stuff i'll probably still do it on the robots radio channel i'll probably still you know i'll get back to streaming more because now i'm not having to, to pretend to be one thing and then another um at least not secretly pretend i guess uh but if i'm doing other games that are a little bit more family friendly like minecraft or sea of thieves or maybe we could even have a night where we all get on and play like among us together right it would be funny to be the mechanist playing among us with a bunch of you guys that could be some some fun stuff. Saber. Yeah, but then we would instantly know you're the the imposter. <laughs> right. I'm always the imposter. You can always scream that the imposter is a synth. Ah. Saber? What about Jackbox? Jackbox games, yeah. Any anything that's a little bit more community driven, kind of fun, and and I can do with a like a really silly as the main like I can be silly, but it's easier for me to be the straight man and for like Buddy Bot to be silly. 
right? But again, that's not my that's not my brand. My people they don't see me as that so much as they see me as the guy who hosts the Lorecast shows, right? It's kind of different. I don't know. If you have thoughts on any of this, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But but I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all think you're pretty silly, Tom. I am pretty silly, but I think I'm silly in like uh, I don't know, not in a not in the way that the mechanism not in a silly way not in an overtly more in a like a smart and subtle surprising way like say something important and serious and then all of a sudden throw a joke in kind of silly right like that's more my thing huh what was that (laughs) yeah very humble i said you're so humble too i'm so i'm so humble i'm so humble i'll knock i'll knock him down a peg you're your dad funny all right I'm dad yeah. funny. There coming, you go. coming from a coming from a fellow dad, I can say that. There you go. I'm, I'm dad funny. I'm trying to be honest about this. I'm trying to be like, okay, this is really who what I'm like. Yeah, I, like, yeah. Um, but like the mechanist can be like you. kids Don't silly. Don't let him fool you. He's not just serious funny. This man, he. Oof. Let me tell you a little story. We're gonna do some <laughs> some some deep diving div, diving. I can't talk. We're gonna do some deep digging into robots over here. Father robots. Oh boy. Here we go. I was a child. We went out to food somewhere. I don't remember where. That's not important. We go home. We're standing in the in front of the front door. He's about to unlock the door. He sings a little ditty. It goes like this. Yummy, yummy, yummy. In my tummy, tummy, tummy. Shake my booty, 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 booty. Iconic. He. This man is a one-hit wonder, but oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is mm-hmm. it a hit? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was a hit. That was a hit in the house for a long time. Yeah, and little Laney would sing and dance the song whenever I'd sing. You shake your little booty. It's yeah, shake your booty, 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 booty. That's, that's dad funny. Come on. <laughs> Didn't you get ripped off? Because wasn't there a song recently that was like booty, 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 rocking everywhere? Yeah, recently, like 15 years ago. Yes. <laughs> Was that? Was it really that long? Yeah, yeah. Your library. That was like thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago, buddy. Hey, hey, did you hear that Mozart just recently dropped a new album? <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, well, there you go. That's dropped a new piano piece last week. That's the big reveal. You guys are welcome to say you found out first, or hey, I knew it, or whatever. Or like already knew it. I knew ago. it for new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, knew how long have we been sitting on this? Like two months. <laughs> what was that, Lenny? I finally, I finally don't have to keep pretending it's not you. Yeah, right. The number of yeah. people who came to me thinking that I would be like the the what? What's the word for like? I was gonna say the missing link. That's not the word. The weak link. The weak link. Gun. People would come over thinking that they could like break me. They'd be like, "Is it your father?" Fenwa came in my chat today uh-huh. and was like, "Has your has your dad received any helmets in the mail lately?" And I was like. <laughs> Um, I don't know. He lives four hours away from me. He can do lots of things I don't know about. <laughs> the, the first thing that threw my suspicion onto you, Tom, was the very first time you found it, you were the first to find it. And also, you kept persisting that it was a female because of the voice changer. What I was like, really? <laughs> the, really? Your time. Yeah. Well, it's your timing was a bit off, too, there, bud. My, my timing? Yeah, you'd always reply way too quickly to the mechanist. Ooh. Ah, you noticed. Yeah, I was wondering if people would notice these little things and add it all up. Um, but anyway, it was fun. It was fun. It's, it's not like it was a world-important secret. Sorry, I what? I would watch some of your streams as the mechanist. And it was so funny because I, I, 
lots of people watch you stream, but I lived with you. So it's, <laughs> there's definitely things that you say and things that you do that even I do. Like we stream similarly sometimes because we just have the same yeah. thingy. Yeah. Um, and the Machinist did too, of course. So even if like you had never told me and I saw the Machinist, I'd be like, hmm, we could be related. It was like the energy that I had. I was uh-huh. like, yeah. it's, it was all the same. I was like, someone's well, going to figure it out. Try, try talking for a few hours constantly without doing things that you normally just do inherently. It's very yeah. difficult. It's very, very hard. Uh, not to mention just trying to stay active and engaging with an audience. Like, it's hard. It's like the things that I've learned, the things that I've trained myself to do while I stream are the things I've trained myself to do while I stream. And if I don't do those things, I don't know what to replace them with. Right. Like it's, There's it's so a, many things we do unconsciously. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't last for a second. I would laugh and everybody would immediately know who it was. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really <laughs> difficult. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm surprised that I was able to do some things in ways that were made it mysterious and unknown, but there were definitely things that I was just like, there's no way I can do this differently. There's no way I can do this differently. Like I was aware of some of the shortcomings as I was doing it. And I was like, you know what? It's fine because it's just for fun. Like, and I'd literally go about five minutes before someone called me out because I would just swear. I can't go without swear. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, John, you did you. You did a great job. It may have been obvious to a lot of the folks here because we know you, so we can pick up on those things, you know, and we recognize, you know, patterns in your voice and your mannerisms and whatnot. So it may have been obvious to us. There's a ton of people. Oh, there's a lot of people I've been right now. Yeah, and they don't even know right now for sure. Completely engaged in all of the, because there are like almost like little, not, not clicks, but there's almost little, little groups you know and you did a great job of like spanning all of those different groups and getting them all interacting with each other which is really cool yeah it's really fun to watch it was it was nice i i got a lot of compliments from people too um who didn't know who i was or still early on when they were not where they were less curious that maybe it was me and they were guessing other people and I got some very nice compliments about like the things that were happening that were bringing the community together and that kind of thing. And that's, and that's really, that's, I mean, that was kind of the goal. Like that's always my goal is to just kind of bridge things and bring people, bring people together. Um, and the other thing I've, I've said is that like, if I can, if I can do something in a way that draws more attention to the community, it rises all the boats. It's not just mm, my content, you know, that gets more views. It's everybody's because we have more people viewing. And I think, I think, uh, nighttime, there's some fuzz in the background. Go ahead. That's what I like about your structure that you do. You try to, to get all these, these branches out as much as you can to bring people together, to, to put more branches out, to raise people up and get more, more people talking and more people together. Yeah. Oh, Noodle just showed up with a bunch of subs. Noodle. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Holy moly. Noodle. We, I just did a reveal of uh, this. I don't think you were here to see it. Um, which is fun. This helmet is so fun. It's so cool. It's hard to it's hard to breathe in a little bit because it squishes your nose. But as we're gaming all the time, I can relate. It gets hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, put a just, strip of LEDs on the inside of the guy. <laughs> just make it glow red. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be able to see out of it because the it's like 
it's hard to see out too because they they don't like yeah. you don't think about it but your eyes see like this right so when you put two holes there they o- the only part that both eyes see is like this little sliver in the middle <laughs> everything else is like one eye or the other um but the I was wondering how the hell you were streaming with that thing on. It, it's it was hard. So that's why a lot of times I was I would stream for a little bit and then take it off and then do it without the camera. Um, yeah, I used to I used to fight with like a 12th century crusader helmet and it was like just a slit. Yeah. And it you you just need to read people's movements and it's hard. Yeah, I mean I don't know how I could play video games on it, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, if you have just a just a half inch slit and it just goes around and you can't see below this point, I, I can't even imagine how you can try to, to block or dodge. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to do. But anyway, so I learned a lot. It was a fun challenge. I'm sure some people weren't fooled, but some people were. And, you know, it wasn't about proving anything to myself. It was more about just having a fun thing that the community could talk about and grow. And the last thing I'll say to wrap this up is... Um, I think what we're missing, and I talked about this on the Fallout Hub two episodes ago, is the under 25-year-old demographic. And that doesn't mean we don't have anyone in that demographic. In fact, some of you guys are in that demographic. But the majority of the viewership of the Fallout community, the majority of the active community, the majority of the people actually watching videos and watching streams and listening to podcasts is 25 and older. That is the majority of, of the demographic. If you look at my, if you, if I look at my data for YouTube and for podcasts, that is the majority of the demographic. Um, if I look at the stats for Twitch, that is the majority of the demographic. What we're missing is that younger demographic because two years ago, two and a half years ago now, when Fallout 76 came out, it got it got panned so badly on social media that everybody younger now believes that it's a terrible game and you need to stay away from it. So everyone thinks that we're idiots for playing this terrible game, but it's not the same game anymore. It's a different game. And so this is what I would do is I I would say to anyone out there, content creators or not, I challenge you to try to change that mentality, invite younger people to play the game with you or to watch you play the game. Um, If I'm doing something as the mechanist and I'm watching funny videos or something, share them with younger viewers. Like we need to be reaching this younger community if we want to grow the community as a whole. Otherwise, we're just going to age with the game and the game's never going to get that younger demographic. And that's the majority of the demographic that this really should be resonating with. Because if you go back to the launch of fallout four, that's a lot of the community that that resonated with. And those people are now older. So we're missing that section of the community. New number. Yeah. Just ha- you know, I have <clears throat> two younger kids that are both obsessed with fallout. So just, just because it is a very mature franchise and there's a lot of very mature content doesn't mean that kids can't be selectively introduced to to some of the lore and some of the things Uh, your show in particular has been a great way for me to be like, Oh, rather than just have me info dump a whole bunch, you know, I trust the way you're going to frame things is going to be in a responsible way. And I know what the content is. So sometimes I'll have my kids listen to a Lorecast episode to get the story. But what I've noticed with my kids is that their love of fallout has increased their love of history and has actually resulted in them becoming big history buffs so it's actually like outside of just the fact that we love the community and it's a fun franchise and if we want the franchise to continue younger fans have to be excited about the new releases and whatnot um besides all that i think it's also there's a lot of benefit uh to the young you know young younger uh crowd 
you know, going through these ethical questions and going through these um, historical, theoretical possibilities, I, I think it's super ben- beneficial for young people and old people. Right, right. <laughs> and, and to follow up on that, that I, we don't even have to target the, the 12 year olds. You know, we started the 16 to 25 year olds and these games are fine for 16 to 25 in most most family settings like, you know, I, I was fine with Laney at 16 playing Fallout like there's nothing wrong with that uh, in my in my perspective. Also, uh, Jedi Drew mentions it's because because we love lore. Younger generations like to run through the games. Click a, 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 a. But that doesn't mean that you have to love the lore in order to love a Fallout game. There's a lot of I'm going to pick up these fun guns and shoot these monsters and I don't want to read the quest stuff, so I'll just click through it and then I'll just go shoot some more monsters. Like there was a time where I played Fallout like that and I was an adult <laughs> because because I didn't get the I didn't get the lore yet. Right. And that's totally fine. Aperture's shaking his head. You wanted to say something, Aperture? I kind of wanted to play the, the the devil's advocate for a moment, if I can. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that that bringing in younger folks is a bad idea, but I, I, I distinctly remember an episode of the podcast, pr- Professor when youtube started dropping all their age um right that's different their, now. their age yeah it's yeah. different now it's different now. okay yeah yeah I, i've thought about that that's too. when that's where my brain instantly went because like mm-hmm. yeah and you want to aim for younger audiences but um this is an m game like yeah there's i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying that it doesn't have all the benefits that were just mentioned what i'm saying is the optics of it we've got this violent post-apocalyptic game with guns and drugs and monsters and all and, right. and sex right and they want to bring it to our to our kids right oh, man, yeah and i'm and again and again i'm not saying i'm not saying like seven to 12 year olds i'm saying yeah. 16 to 25 that's but the 16 to 25 demographic is the demographic that is the majority of who's watching streams on twitch that is you the majority gotta, of that audience. You just got to be careful with the optics uh, of it. That's, yeah, well, that's, no, all, for, that's all I'm saying is you got to be careful with the, for the apps, optics of it. Totally. Yeah. For totally. apps, this is more of a Twitch, a Twitch thing. That was, that was a YouTube yeah. thing. That was, that and that's was all, more of a, that's all very different. Thing. That's all very different. Yeah. That's like saying, that's, changed. that's like saying, I'm yeah. going to do the welcome kids to the let's build in Minecraft show. You know, like that's, that's for children. You need, you label it for children. Right. But like dream isn't, streaming for children and they're yelling and, and having this crazy adventure it's 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 for kids but it's not for kids right uh, that's the angle you could go at right with the the whole minecraft thing is that you could do all the building and all the stuff and oh the yeah fallout. oh yeah and, well yeah one of the things that i've seen uh this is on tiktok it's a guy he has like maybe six thousand followers which isn't a lot on tiktok but he dissects fallout as a lore point of view, but in a manageable amount. So like the way we digest Bite Fallout, uh, most people is like, um, like with the lore cast, it's an hour, half an hour long thing. Right. TikTok, you've like 60 seconds to explain something. So how he explained chameleons and their genetics up into death claws was he literally went, you take a chameleon, you smash it with a bit of radiation, you have a big fucking monster, shoot yeah, it. Right, right. And the amount of kids, like kids my age, like 17, 18, 16 year olds in the comments gone, wow, what's Fallout? I want to know what Fallout is just because it's pointed in that kind of way. There you go. This is information fast. Yeah, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Lainey? You're a genius and I'm inspired. What if I make a Fallout Lorecast TikTok? Do it. Go for it. 
And then I just, yeah. that's just, I can run but that. Cause I can't me... imagine that TikTok is your thing necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that totally makes following. sense. Also, also uh, send me those videos because we can make those YouTube shorts on, yeah. on, on the robots radio channel you because YouTube shorts are a thing now. Too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. T- definitely do that. For sure. I would love that. Um, anyway, we're running out of time. Fire's got a stream to do with a very oh, eccentric individual. Yes, Lainey? So I'm three people away from 300 followers on Twitch, and it's very exciting. And I keep freaking out about it. But if anyone who's in the chat right now wants to be one of those last three people <laughs> or there, the 300 followers. There you go. The, the link is in, uh, in the chat for anybody who wants to jump in. I'll cry about it later. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Congratulations. That's That's really cool. Uh, Noodle's going to jump over there and, and follow. Maybe two other people will, will join in, too. Um, so let's wrap this up, guys. This has been a super fun episode. Uh, thank you for joining me, as usual. Always fun. Um, anybody want to do a shout out? We'll just go down down the list. If you want to say something you're doing or how to get a hold of you, feel free. Aperture? Well, if you want more of the Canuck in a Big Truck, uh, you can follow me on all the social medias at Aperture underscore Flash. That's Aperture underscore Flash. I'd like to give a quick shout out to um, the night, uh, Nighttime Smith for leaving me a awesome little fetch quest at a truck stop. Uh, so I'm really digging those stickers and all that, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, and if you're looking for more gaming content... Uh, check out uh, twitch.tv slash team two stock. That's man, I should have prepped that better. Like the number two team underscore number two stock. It's a buddy of mine who I went to high school with, and they've been doing Twitch streaming of Nintendo games. So, yeah. Uh, cool. He asked me to shout him out somewhere, so I'm doing that. Go for it. Uh, have a nice day, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> but if, you really, if you really want to get the message across to me, there's a billboard that you can rent out <laughs> on I-75 through New York. I'm sure you can find it. Make sure it's got lots of pink, and make sure it features my name in neon purple. All right. I'll respond to you within three to seven business days. All Thank right. you. All right. Oh, very, very unique. Deadshot. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, your voice is not there. Somehow we can't hear you. I've been streaming there on you, Twitch the there past you go. few days at Deadshot underscore 365. I've literally been playing Hades, and I don't know if I'm going to play anything else, but Hades is fun, so come yeah. check out Hades. Here, that's a great game. Awesome. Uh, Fire Rider. Don't know what else to say at this point. I'm all over the place. <laughs> find me on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and all of those places of Firewriter and um, uh, the Pixel People podcast. And we got another episode on Monday on Morgan from Dragon Age. Nice. Very cool. With uh, a friend of yours, Tom, who you hooked me up with. So oh, good. You okay, cool, cool. Um, Chris, is it Chris? Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, I've known since high school. Awesome. Um, Nunamur. Hey, well, the last time I was here, I was talking about, you know, streaming more. Um, That finally has clicked. I've been streaming almost every single day with a couple exceptions here and there. So uh, come check me me out on Twitch. Um, Also, follow me on Twitter. Uh, That's a a place I update the most, you know, if you're looking for my streams or whatnot. But been uh, super happy to be involved. A big, big love and respect uh, to Ken. 
um, for putting Fallout for Hope together. It was great to be involved with it last December. It was wonderful being involved with it again uh, for for Austrian Relief. Um, you know, just because this is ending doesn't mean people down there don't still need our help. So look for other ways to donate uh, after tonight is over. But uh, as was said before, the it's continuing and uh, continuing on with fire and maybe other streams as well. So um, please donate if you can. And it's just so wonderful to see, you know, the love that this community has, not just for our members, but just for our neighbors and for other people out there. So uh, big respect to the follow fam. Yep. Awesome. Awesome work from them. Um, From Ken, especially for coordinating all of this Uh, nighttime Smith. You're up. Ken is the best. Um, I'm glad Dave Chaffins and, uh, oh no, I forgot the other guy's name. I'm glad the Vault Boys WB is back. Um, yeah, they're back. Guys yeah, they're finally back. I was so sad. It was like Austin moved out of town. It's like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. It's like, dude, people have computers. Just do it. Um, uh, yeah, if you guys want to talk to me, I'm on Discord. Uh, hit me up. If you guys got questions, want to talk stuff, let me know. Bye. Awesome. Awesome. Saber? I am Saber1431 on Twitch. I, uh, I'm i trying to get back into streaming. I finally got my PC to actually stream games off of. Congrats. So that, that's nice. Uh, I got to play a horror game to test it out, so that was nice. Um, I am uh, at FreezeMachine1 on Twitter because my handle was taken. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Good luck with all the streaming, Ranger. Oh, me. Um, I'm on just on Discord, various Discords of the people here, mainly active in robots, your Discord, and fires. And I'm just happy to chat with people. Uh, I was streaming uh, a while ago, but I kind of had to stop because life. But eventually, hopefully, we'll get back to it. Yeah, well, good luck with that. I hope that that works out for you. Uh, Victor? I may have a Chromebook, but not up to streaming quite yet. But if you want to get in contact with me, um, I am also primarily active on the Robots Radio server and on the Pixel People server. And if you want to talk about video game, uh, whatchamacallit, references uh, to real life or history or classics or mythology, like hit me up i will chat with you as long as you will let me about that <laughs> cool and Zemnis. uh you can guys can get a hold of me on here on the discord uh chat uh and also twitter uh i'm gonna be going and doing another episode of my podcast here very soon so i'm gonna try getting that uh together and yeah, also what's the, what's the name out. of it uh, call it out for people uh night wolf radio Nightwolf Radio. Yeah, go look it up. Yep. Awesome. And uh, also a big shout out to all the the Fallout family that have been kind of helping me through the rough time with my grandmother passing this month. It's been really, really a tough time, but with their help and, and my brother and sister, it's been going a lot smoother. So big shout out to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Um, that's that's never an easy thing to deal with. Um, Lainey, this is it. Yeah, you want to say anything before we go? I mean, you guys know where to find me, I think, at this point. Yep. I'm on Discord, Twitter, Instagram, 
uh TikTok. twitch obviously i stream tiktok <laughs> where else if you go digging you probably find my snapchat somewhere we, we got it all <laughs> so yeah i mean that's it we hit 300 very exciting all right congratulations very, very exciting thank yep. you guys so much i appreciate all of you so much yeah. um yeah what else i mean that's that's pretty much it right now cool and we're still we're still about 216 bucks away 215 and change from hitting our goal the, the official goal which i'm sure we'll, we'll go past that tonight so hopefully we can continue that on fire writers uh stream and why don't if you, you you're going to be kicking that up in like 10 minutes right so head on over there go over to fire writer shout out fire writer is it, i tried it a second ago and didn't work like two times there we go okay <laughs> it's there it's there head over to her stream Check it out. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some some more crazy antics with a, a crazy pirate man named Hamilton <laughs> or something like that. So, all right, guys, thank you for joining me again. I will see you next month. Um, and uh, and Lainey, I will be back next week on Thursdays. Thursdays at 2 p.m. is the new time. Make sure you remember that if you want to check out the live show and are wondering why didn't I get a podcast episode earlier in the week? Well, it's later in the week now. So there you go. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye, everybody. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.